Welcome to the Bear Hug Club, a pro wrestling podcast of positivity. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Bear Hill Club podcast, coming at you live once again through Wednesday night. Paul, it's Greg here, once again joined by Garrett and Jace. How's it going, my boys? There we go. Uh, yeah, it's going, it's going, uh, it's going. Things are yeah. going. There's, um, I haven't, I don't know if you guys have heard, I, th- there's, I think some things happened in wrestling this week, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, you know, it was a pretty, pretty <clears> big <throat> weekend, uh, you know, SummerSlam happened. Uh, of course, Beth- nothing, nothing Beth- bigger than SummerSlam. Now Becky Lynch came back. Uh, it was good oh, for about a minute, and, yeah. and, the, and then it wasn't. Uh, Brock came back, and he's got a new haircut. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. NXT happened. Um, good. Of oh, course, of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. NXT, yeah. Oh. brilliant. And uh, oh yeah, CM Punk came back. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> 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 now i don't know how um measurable pops really are technically right because there's so many variables the building uh matters yeah uh, sometimes the biggest pop you could have is in the electric ballroom in camden because it's quite a, a condensed space and the acoustics lend itself to that kind of crowd uh, you know, ultimately, you have a big stadium and it doesn't sound as good, but obviously people are more people and they might be louder. However, that may be one of the loudest I ever, ever, maybe. Oh. Uh, so, so I think that's... Guinness Book of World Records even weighed in and will, and they tweeted like, that was a loud pop. That yeah. was a loud pop, though. Not going to the... lie. They were basically that's, like, that's well, definitely... we, we can't measure this, but I mean... Bloody hell, that was a big yeah. one. <laughs> that, that's the biggest pop I've heard since Edge came back. Absolutely. And, and, that, that, and was that was loud. Well. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was loud. I mean, like, the way they contrast it is, I mean, like, I got to a big thing with some people who watched some live, and they were talking about Becky Lynch's pop being loud. Yeah, it was loud, but, I mean, CM Punk's, you couldn't even hear his music. It was that loud. And I don't think there was any trickery there. I generally think the crowd would just going for it until they couldn't speak the next day yeah like that's the kind of cheering that you usually hear at something like a festival and the next day the person just can't talk anymore it was ridiculous yeah, yeah. um yeah. i i think everything about it was just kind of perfect a lot of the takes coming back are pretty much everything's positive if you take a negative from that debut i don't think you like wrestling oh dude uh, dude you you, you know I've, you know I've it was some big. negatives you know, it was big when Jim Cornette said, it's not how I would book it, it was better. Right. And he's he's a yeah. man that's impossible to please. Like, even he right. thought it was good. When the when the, the mountain of an ego uh, says that he's no longer the peak, I mean, you know. But, but like, I think just every aspect of it was, was pretty much done perfectly. And obviously, you do have to compare it 
to other debuts of the weekend or other things that happened over the weekend, including Monday. Um, for example, they I think for the first time, they actually showed us a production truck. They showed us production in AEW. Have you seen the production yes. clip? Yes, I have. Like, yeah, yeah. just it's just simple behind the scenes stuff of him just like ready ten, go ten, ready five, cut to six, all this kind of stuff, right? And it, it shows it side by side with with Punk, and it's just really simple. It's just you know, all right, crowd shot, Punk wide shot, okay, back to this, back to that, and it just shows you you know, you know how quickly it's done. It's like yeah, of course that's that's what's happening. Uh, then, um, I I then saw a few tweets down. Uh, a clip of Miz attacking Morrison on Monday Night Raw. And it was so quickly cut that I just imagined the guy in the back going like, okay, 10 cuts, 10, 10, 10, 5, 6, 6, 6, 6, 7, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 1, 3, 3, 3, like some kind of um, like uh, a cattle auctioneer or something. Uh, and it was just like, if you compare the two, it's, oh, it's painful. But, but no, the, the, the punk debut was top notch. Everything about it, the, the, the not, um, announcing him, but not, you know, like diminishing the rumors or, or whatever, just letting it happen. It's, uh, you know, it'll go down as probably one of the best debuts ever, perhaps. Do you think that's going to, it's going to go down as like, this generation's Jericho debut on Raw. Oh, it's being like that. It's going to be that iconic end, that iconic debut and entrance, and oh, because that's that, that, that's the debut. It's like it's that kind of debut anyway. Because like you yeah. obviously you have big debuts in in the Attitude Era. Like my fav, my personal favorite is Kane. But for that kind of entrance, where it's just someone coming out, not during a match, not a run in, not anything like that, just coming out. Through the curtain, music playing. Like that's that's the only thing I can really think to compare it to, is that Jericho debut. No, I think I think you're right. I think this will be that debut that like ten, even twenty years, maybe even sooner than that. People like us or on YouTube will be saying, "Oh, I'll see Punk's debut and AW was my favorite debut." Yeah, and I think I think I think they'll put it up there with Jericho and Kane. I mean, obviously, yeah. Where that, wherever it'll go with them, who's to say? Give it time, and it could just overlap them. But I think it will absolutely. I, I think a lot yeah. of it. I think a lot of it does come from hindsight. I think a lot of people's debuts does come do come are inferred slightly by what happens next. For example, I don't think we talk about Jericho's debut as much if he wasn't as much of a goat as he is. Um, do I think that CM Punk won't make an impact? No, I think he will. To be honest with you um especially even his first match top yeah. notch you know as, as 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 simple as it is as just he looks to the rafters and sting and derby are just there doing sting and derby things it's just oh I it's love, just magic i love that so much because you could tell derby was trying to do the sulky boy thing but there was just such a big smile on his face he just couldn't contain himself that grin was just kept creeping through <laughs> Well, because the the I mean, you take the probably the average age between WWE's locker and AEW's locker. I'd have to really look that up. I'd assume AEW is younger. Um, however, it's probably more just they use their younger talent, right? Yeah. Um, I am gonna go out on a limb and say that a lot of the talent on uh, ooh, a little bit crackly. Oh. 
a lot of the talent on AEW were inspired by Punk. And, you know, that's not... Uh, that's not me just making that up. If you'd Google MJF next to CM Punk, you will see a young MJF yeah. hanging out with CM Punk. Uh, yeah. Fresh off of his uh, TV debut... Well, actually, no, it was a bit after that, where he did the uh, the operatic singing. Absolutely. No, I think, um, as I've been saying, everything about was so perfectly done. Um, there was an interview that came out today with uh, Tony Schiavone, or just something he said. He said, this this will show you the difference between AEW, how AEW does things, and WWE does stuff. Um, it was like an article saying, oh, this is what Punk was told to say. All it literally was, he was just given a bullet point saying, mention the Derby match. Everything else was completely him. Whereas with yeah. WWE, he would have been given a 10-page thing and said, you have to do that pretty much verbatim. And he would have went, yeah, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going again. Peace. <laughs> like that, that's like, that's the thing. Like WWE, we all know pro, uh, promos are heavily scripted, except for a couple of people, like your, your Cena's, your Kevin Owens, Becky Lynch, and even even now, Roman Reigns. Yeah, it said that he doesn't get hit. like he gets he gets his script, but he just says, "Nah, I'm just gonna." It, he'll do what Punk did, which I think Punk would, might have been exaggerating when he said he just ripped it up. He probably read it and then was like, "Right, well, I'll take this point, but I'll," and just made it his own. Mm. I think Roman will be doing the same. Whereas in AEW, they're like they trust their talkers to be able to talk, and if you. If anyone thinks that they can script a promo for CM Punk <laughs> better than CM Punk can make up on the spot, then you're a fool. No, exactly. I mean, that's why, I mean, I think a lot of people were worried, you know, was, what is he still going to be, um, be the talker that he was? I mean, I, I knew he would smash it out of the park. And I think, I think, I think for me, it was just that amazing line of, I left professional wrestling in, August 2005 and I've come back to professional wrestling in August 2021. It was just beautiful. I mean, that was like the perfect way so it wasn't just him completely bashing his former employer for like a long promo. It was just a simple little line where he was like, well, that's kind of what I thought with what I did then and this is what I'm going to do now. It kind of set everything to right for myself. Yeah, I've got his script up here. Uh, it's a lovely um, kind of poster by at 3 Beat Designs, which is I've uh, seen it. It's that wonderful. one. Yeah. Um, make it into merch. Why not? It, it's he's he is. Um, I I don't know entirely his background. I'm gonna go out on a limb as someone who also did theatre in school. I think he's probably a bit of a a tiny bit of a theatre kid. He's he's not. You know, I mean, he he kind of speaks almost Shakespearean in the way he talks. He will like in in his monologues. It's, it's almost as if he foreshadows what he's going to say. He will end it on the strongest notes. He will he will take you on this emotional roller coaster. I will do a big old like you know what we'll do. We'll do a um, a, a video essay. Well, that's what we'll do. We'll do a video okay. essay on why uh, some promos work and why some promos don't. We'll compare them to like uh, Shakespeare and we'll compare them to to movies and shit like that. But it was. It was just a. It was just so like it just felt so honest. Yeah. Um. It was the. It was the line that's like you know I am back for you, but don't get me wrong, I am back for me. Um. There is so much young talent that I wish I was working with ten years ago, 
that I sat on the sidelines and I was, you know, why am I not working with them while I'm here and I've got the time? It's like, oh, ooh, just give me. And then just ending it on something as simple as I'm back. Yeah. It's fucking great. I, I think I think the reason why it went so well is because like I think the big I think we all pretty much knew he was gonna be there, even though it still was surreal when I was watching it live when he came out. It just still mm-hmm. didn't feel real, but we knew he was. I think the worry was what was he gonna be like when he gets here? Because a lot of people would have just assumed he was just doing this for the money, getting the paycheck, and he was gonna be gone within a year. It was gonna be like the quickest deal ever. But no, he, he basically put everything right saying. It looks like he, he's completely got his passion back. It's slowly getting there. We knew a place like that could do it for him. Um, and he's on a long-term deal as well. And it's, from the sound of it, it's not going to be him just doing sporadic appearances. He's going to be at Dynamite tapings. He's going to be at Rampage ones. He's going to be putting the work in. And we're going to see plenty of wrestling matches um, in what will probably be like him putting a good full stop on his career rather than having left it in such bad blood. Yeah, I think the thing with Punk, like with him coming back at this point, like, like you said, there's so much young talent that he wants to work with. I think Punk's the kind of guy, even at, like ha- having been away from, from the business for so long, he is, apart from Jericho, and well, apart from Jericho really, AEW doesn't have that star maker, that star maker of a veteran. You've got people like a Kenny and a Cody and a Dustin, but no one of the the international caliber of Jericho and Punk. Like, Punk could... I think Punk will be sort of like an Undertaker figure. Like, the saying in WWE is Undertaker. If you can hang with the Undertaker for a segment or two, you've made it. If you sure. can hang with Punk, you can, you've can you made it. Especially if you can keep up with him on the mic. Undoubtedly. Like, I think, I think, I think he is purely there... Obviously, he's going to have like some big moments, big matches, which we'll get onto what we want to see. But I think ultimately, because the guy he is, he's pretty much there now to not only work with these younger guys, but to set them up for future success. And I think, I think, yeah, there'll be a lot be, of people... a, be a star maker. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think he's already got to have an eye on a lot of people, and he's going to be already thinking, right? Well, what can I do with you, and how am I going to help you get to that next level? I, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, this is coming from someone who is. My favorite wrestler is CM Punk. My my real Mount Rushmore of wrestling is all four of them are CM Punk's. Um, yeah. My one issue is that CM Punk rose to stardom, um, and sort of cut his teeth on being this um, counterculture, you know, rage against the machine type. Uh, and just by essence of being in AEW, he still is that. However, I don't know. It would be very interesting. And I think, he, you know, given the freedom, he could definitely create these stories with people. But for example, if he's against an MJF, like, you know, they're both great talkers and that would be fun. However, I don't, it, it, I, I'm, I'm both excited and scared that I don't know where the story would come from and where it would go. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, he doesn't really have a machine to rebel against right now that I know of. Um, you know, I doubt he's going to be cutting pipe bombs on Tony Khan sitting and smiling next to him with an ice cream bar um so so we'll see i don't think we'd probably see another pipe bomb because there's not much to pipe bomb right there's not much that needs exploding now now that it's already kind of crumbling over in the other on mondays and when on mondays tuesdays and fridays well yeah but i mean he doesn't need to do that i mean i think i think that's you're right a lot of people did follow cm punk because that was what got into popularity was being that rage against the machine figure but then i think we'll see a completely new and different side to him now he's in a mainstream wrestling environment where 
he's basically doing everything that he wants wrestling to do. Like AEW is the place where is is that where he wanted to be back in 2011. So I, I I think I think the only time we'll see proper venom is when he is into storylines. But I, yeah, I don't think we're going to really see much of the way of the the typical pipe bomb because he hasn't got anything to be pissed off at at the moment <laughs> unless he wants to take digs his former employer but i think they're they're not not everyone's about that in aw he'll just want to be like well i'm focused on this and i'm focused on this company i don't want to keep mentioning that, that employer anymore yeah yeah i think the, the, the closest thing we might get to a pipe bomb is during a storyline where he will very much muddy the waters between what remains of kayfabe and reality like if we haven't like a Say he's having a, a feud with Jericho. Like he'll bring up the fact that Jericho's wife was at the Trump riots. <laughs> like that. that. I think that's the closest thing we're going to get. But sure. Um, so um, I don't one, one, an actual pipe bomb. One thing. One thing with him as well. One very interesting um, take I've seen is that he's in the um, he's in the late HBK stages. Uh, and Triple H stages where it's like, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, you you were beloved uh, and one of the best. However, you did a couple of dickish things here and there, burned a few bridges and whatnot. However, now, much like HBK, Triple H, you're coming back and creating this uh environment for younger talent and and everything it's like it's like the twilight years um mm. of of the career and it's hopefully seems to be doing it well um so fingers crossed that that it goes to plan i, I think i think it'll be very similar to when hbk came back in 2002 you know i mean he had like several years in the wilderness and um the big thing was when hbk came back you know it was a shorter time was could he still hang? And then that first match proved, oh shit, HBK ain't lost none of his, none of it. No. And I've, I think I think it'll be the same as CM Punk. I mean, from what I've already seen as well, he's already started watching Darby Allen matches in preparation for All Out. I think he is obviously going to put the work in. Um, it will remain to see what that first match would be like. Maybe there will be a little bit, a little bit of ring rust, but I'm, I'm confident based off this that he will, he'll come back in, and this will be like again his redemption him finally putting a full stop to his wrestling career on his terms rather than being the guy who just walked away and like crapped on it for like seven years well i just remembered one of one of my favorite uh reactions to punk's return was kevin nash (laughs) kevin kevin nash kevin nash tweeted after the debut like omg cm punk thought he was dead lol (laughs) well well played well played kev um, who, like who, that was who, one of my favorite things. Just like Kev, <laughs> you made me chuckle. Made me chuckle. Who who here tried to get a t-shirt and couldn't for like twenty four hours? <laughs> and then I did. Yeah. Hey. I, I did as well. Hey. I did. Yeah. No, I was um, I was working at the time when you messaged me. Then I was like, and then you were like, "There's down." But I kept trying. Every second I got. Uh, literal like, seconds. I would just like check and then put it back in my pocket because it would like five or three. When you put in the group chat that you just couldn't get on to get them, I tried straight away, got on. Well, no, Did you get one, though? No, here's no, the thing. I eventually, <laughs> eventually, you could get on the website, but then it'd be bullshit. Like, um, you'd get it in your basket, then you'd click on your basket, and then it would be error, whatever, and then yeah. even if you yeah. got your payment, it would do that. I, I got through 
finally once, flawlessly, put my address in wrong. I missed one number off, tried to go back and change it, went back, it still hadn't changed. I had to go back to the start, and then all that bullshittery kept happening again until finally I clicked pay, but it didn't come up with the thank you message. It just came up with error, but I have got the email, and the money did come out of my account. So I also had the email. Money came out of my account. Um, the only thing we have to worry about is six uh, months postage. Well, six <laughs> months postage. I don't, I don't care. I can wait. I'll yeah. just forget about it, and then it'll be a nice little surprise around Christmas or my birthday or something. I'll be like, oh, lovely. My only worry is, and I, I'll be happy either way. But they, um, they clearly ran out of the the black collar and and cuffs, mm-hmm. uh, like the black trim. So they've done like just a plain white version. Which I don't want as much. Yeah, I want. Like, I would like. I want the one that he wore. Uh, so here's, here's the thing: we, because obviously AEW's got the pro wrestling tea store and their American one, which um, we checked on first. I'll leave back. Um, but then the, the AEW has got a global store which is based in Europe, so that would have obviously been quicker. So we checked that one. They only had the plain white T-shirt, and honestly, like without that black trim, it just it isn't that. Like you just need, just just need right, a bit you know of I mean? <laughs> just colouring it in. Just draw around it. <laughs> yeah, so uh on a, yeah, flawless debut. Um what we'll, what I think we should carry on now is obviously maybe this isn't gonna be the only major big pop we're gonna have in the next couple oh. of weeks, because obviously with the CM Punk rumors came the rumors that Br- uh, Daniel Bryan or Braniel, uh, Brian Danielson as he Daniel Bryan. So obviously the rumor is that uh, he will be heading to All Elite and the rumor is he's going to be showing up at the huge New York show. Um, so what do you guys think? Do you think, this, do you think he will be showing up then? Do you think it's a strong possibility now? Or I think he will definitely be showing up because much like CM Punk, like there's still be so many young talent that he'll want to work with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... You like in in WWE, he'd done everything. He faced everyone. Like there was no uh, there was no really real stories that he could tell. But like if going AEW, he's got that. He's got like the Kennys, the Cordys. The he's had matches with Cordy before, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the books like all like I'd even love to see uh, Daniel Bryan and Jungle Boy. Oh yeah, well no, that'd like... be a fantastic match. It's basically similar to what Punk said. He said he's never faced a John Moxley before. In the yeah. same vein, Brian won't have faced the Cody we have today. He won't have faced the yeah. cleaner Kenny Omega, you know? So mm. I think I think that'll be tempting for him. Uh, I don't know if he is going to debut too soon. I think the problem is that there are gonna there are gonna be a few too many debuts um too soon. Because someone's yeah. a little, a little, a little dead. Someone's uh, contract runs out on Friday, um, yes, I believe, and he got out of the no compete clause due to the extension that he got. Um, so he's available. Someone else was in the crowd uh, for um, for has rampage. It been, has it been confirmed that was Bray? Because I've seen a lot of people say it possibly was. I don't know if it's been confirmed that it was Bray. However, yeah. I think Bray is pretty much he's in talks he's near enough guaranteed to go so bray uh brian adam cole bebe uh those are three fucking huge names right yeah and then on top of that you could have someone 
like Buddy Murphy, who is now Buddy Matthews, by the way. Um, you could have Buddy Matthews appear. You could have... Um, Ruby uh, Riot's rumoured to be going, I think. Ruby Soho. Well. Ruby Soho, sorry. Um, yes. yeah. She would be an amazing addition to their women's roster. I think so. I that's See, this is my problem is... You know, now let's. You've got three shows this week, right? You got Dynamite, Rampage, and you got um, All Out. Then, yeah. If you're gonna do a debut at All Out, you do Adam Cole helping or hindering the Bucks and or Kenny, right? Yeah, that makes sense to me. There's a story there. If you're gonna do Daniel Bryan, you maybe have him show up on Rampage again. Um, which really does cement Rampage as the must-see show. But even then, is it just a little bit too much too soon? But, you know, if if we're going to do it, even if we're going to just do a debut every Friday for, for six weeks, it, it gets a little bit much, I think. Um, so I don't know. I worry about that. Do I think Brian is showing up this weekend? I honestly think Adam Cole is more likely than Brian. Oh, no. Um... Yeah. Um, I've just been thinking. He's showing up. Brian will show up on it's 19th of September. It's the big New York show at the big tennis stadium or whatever it is. Oh, That's home field on Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, just, just been so just been thinking that if it is Adam Cole debuting this weekend, I know it might not be what people want to see, but it could be not helping or hindering Kenny or the books, hindering Punk. Could be. I mean, I honestly think a great way from the debut taking on like the 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 new veteran, the new big guy. The you know what that would also going do? after you know going what after the do, and I think this works is you would then ally um, you align Punk, Darby, and Sting. Punk and yeah. Darby mainly. Um, I think I think Darby being this like because this is, this is what you should do with all of these people. It's why the inner circle are going so well, right? Like it's why Sammy's getting over, uh, who used to be booed and is now cheered to fuck because mm-hmm. he's under Jericho's wing. It's why I mean, you know, Santana Ortiz were you know already already liked, but getting more over because you give them this guy to 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 like put them under their wing. And I think Darby is already like you know kids show up with half face painted, you know, but like you give him Punk as well. I think it works a lot. Yeah, you run the risk of burning out fans too early to the point we expect them every week. Completely agree. Um, that is the risk. That is the. I think the risk obviously is is burning out, but then yeah. the other risk is like you can't wait too long. Um, and if they do, I mean, it, dep- it honestly depends. Tony Khan loves wrestling so much; he's probably willing to pay them uh, a lot of money to just wait. But I don't know if they'd want to. Um, well, I think I think you are right. There, there would be major burnout having a lot of debuts, and obviously, I think a lot of people like worry about what if AW's roster gets too stacked. I mean, it, it already feels like it is getting there. Like when you think about all the different signings that they've made so far and the rumored ones that are coming, but I think you can kind of carry out that because I think the thing is AW is a lot more free. So even if they've got people signed up and they're not necessarily going to be using them, they will let them go elsewhere. I mean, hence why, you know, they've got the Forbidden Door. They can let them go to New Japan for a little bit and then have them come back when they've got something for them. Let them go work over indie shows. I think it's what a lot of the talent do. So I think I think the big difference there is obviously WWE, when they've got talent, you're strictly stuck with them, and that could mean you're stuck in catering for the rest of your career because they just wanted you to not go elsewhere. Whereas AEW would be like, okay, 
we've got you, but we, we haven't really got anything in mind for you right now. So you can go off and do whatever you want to. And then maybe we'll have something for you later down the line. Yeah, a point, a point with that is like someone like a Daniel Bryan, if they have signed him, they could wait. They could wait a year before bringing him in. Like Daniel Bryan is not going to depreciate in value no, to any no. company. Adam Cole, they probably want to pull the trigger sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. I think I think for some but of these it, names, you need why it's sort of like the middle ground between like the Daniel Bryan and the and the Adam Cole because like he's not as 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 globally known sort of as Daniel Bryan, but he's not as like under like underground as Adam Cole. He's like sort of that middle guy. So like I think if they are going to debut those. Just to say, all those three guys it has to be called then Wyatt, then Brian, and especially like if we if we're going to have a lot of debuts, they need to they need to pace it well enough, like like Garrett said, so you don't get burnout. Because like, and if they do that, where it's every Friday there's going to be a debut, then that's just going to everyone's going to shit. Oh, who's going to debut? Well, no one debuted. What the hell's going on? I'm not watching this anymore. Mm, yeah. It's, I think um, where wrestling fans were fickle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I don't know. I think, honestly, I see Brian maybe just having a little bit of a tour before he goes to AEW. Yeah, maybe I mean. have, have how a, I like, would go, do go it. Go to Japan, Ring of Honor, wherever. Yeah, how I would do it is like um, go to New Japan um, and then, uh, um, you know, I mean, you know, I'm just going to say the G1. Yeah. But like <laughs> Brian in the in the G one, have him have a run on there and then just pop up on AEW because he's Daniel Bryan. Just give it a bit of time, let him, you know, do stuff. You could even like tease him a little bit on AEW where like maybe he could go for the um uh New Japan United States belt. Um like North, I don't know if it's, is it North American or United States belt. I can't it's remember. United, it's just United States. It's the US, yeah, yeah, the US belt. Um, the the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. That's the one. Uh, have him go for that maybe and uh, lose to Tana, Tanahashi. Um, I don't think they'd put that on AEW. They could do. Uh, I'd love to see some fucking Tanahashi matches on AEW though. Fuck me, that'd be great. Uh, he supposedly wants to wrestle at least once a month in America because he wants to build the yeah, new I Japan brand. I saw so, that. So that could be a good little little crossover, you know, that could lead to something Daniel Bryan-y. Uh, but no, I don't think he's debuting this weekend. If he is... Next weekend. When is All, all Out? All Out's 5th of September. It's next weekend. Oh, it's next weekend. God. I'm just so used to, like... Oh, WrestleMania was yesterday. Okay, cool. Next weekend yeah. is Battlegrounds and or Backlash. Sorry, <laughs> WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, and then in a couple of weeks, it's uh, a TakeOver and another thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, with Daniel Bryan going to New Japan, like that is any wrestling fan's wet dream. I think it's a, hardcore the, wrestling fans' wet dream. It's our yeah, wet that's dream. what I mean. Like, it's, it's like yeah. I'm, cr- I'm, I'm like soaked right now. Like, from this. <laughs> however, like um, just the, not not even like just for the caliber of matches he yeah. will have, not could have, like he right. will have if he goes to New Japan. Like, it's matches you haven't seen a thousand times. Like, 
personally, I'll, I'll throw this one out there. Like, I think it's everyone's Brian and Okada in New Japan. Like yep. that. I, I, my, my dream bracket. Brian, Brian oh, could. While we go, I'm going straight into the fantasy football oh, side of things. Go on, then. Go yeah, on. all right, Pick fuck it. Uh, we're we're we'll going to do... Start, we'll start Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson and... Okada. We're going to be talking about the G1 soon, right? So we're going to talk yes. about Brian Danielson um, in AEW, not going to AEW. So we'll start <laughs> with not going to AEW first, right? He goes to New Japan, Dream matches Okada. Now, in the G1, usually it's two blocks of eight, and it's like a round-robin tournament where everyone wrestles everyone because it's fucking great. It's a point system. Now, here is my dream, uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, A block, right? Now, you want him to face Okada? I do too. However, that is going to be in the A and B block final, right? You make it the final. Make Okada, yeah. I'd probably let Okada win or something, um, unless unless they really, like, Daniel Bryan uh, against... Um, Shingo Takagi for the for the championship, or could be uh, Osprey at the time. Osprey has said he's not going to enter the G1 because he thinks he's champ, um, yeah. which sucks because I would like him in the G1. But also his stories in it. Can I ask, has, has has a foreigner ever won the G1? Kenny. Oh, Kenny won it. Okay, so maybe Brian yeah. could be the second. I mean, I'd Kenny Kenny won, and then won. Osprey won last year. Did he? Yeah. Did Osprey? I Osprey? I think Osprey. No, who won the G1? I'm going to get up with the G1 winners. Os- this is, I haven't done my prep for the G1. Um, one. <laughs> well, yeah, doing. I mean, we're a bit premature because we're just strictly talking if Brian's in it, yeah. you know, but I'm sure he'll pop up in yeah. our episodes as well. Um, well I, just, well, I, just, I mean, one one match I would have loved, but I don't think it'll ever happen, would have been to see Brian versus Shibata. Oh, I'd worry, I'd worry for the health, amazing. but but it would have been... It would have been oh. the, the headbutt versus the flying headbutt. I'm yeah. not sure where he's wrestling at the minute. He might he might still be in New Japan. But um one match I would love to see with the two is the two guys who own the Wrestling Observer's best technical wrestler category. Daniel Bryan Zach and Zack Sabre Jr. That's okay, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um I was I was dead wrong about um uh, Osprey. I think he, he was in like I mean he might have been in the final with Kota. Kota Ibushi won the last two. Um, my dream, much like you're saying, right? My dream bracket, if we have to pick seven for him to be the eighth, right? Is Zack Sabre Jr. Because it just writes itself, right? I might even have that be like one of the ones he loses as well, just for a future match where like mm-hmm. you really do the build for that because that could be fucking amazing. Uh, another one I'd have him lose uh, is, uh, is is this guy right here, Toriano. <laughs> uh so that is my second uh, pick. Then, obviously, like, let's put Kota Ibushi in there. Because, fucking, why not? Uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Fucking, yes. Um, Minoru Suzuki. Like, Daniel Bryan being beaten half to death and, like, only just getting him on a roll-up or something. Or, like, catching him in a hold. Oh, mwah, mwah. Um, how moist who is else is probably right going now? you what how moist is your seat right now I honestly can't tell where the moisture ends or, or begins <laughs> it's like I'm swimming you know I am one with the puddle uh, below me um, god fucking yeah I mean 
I, it's, it's so hard to pick because I want him to face Takagi. I want him to face Naito. I want him to face everyone. Um, that's that's the difficult. I think those dream matches, though, are, are people like Sabre Jr., where it's like you've compared them for so long that, you know, I mean, it's basically the Daniel Bryan Award at this point. Yeah, and yeah, now it's, it's basically Brian become the Sabre Jr. Award. Yeah. Um, fly. I'm not gonna. I'm not yeah. gonna deny. I I really want to see him in New Japan, but given their style, I'd be completely worried about him fucking himself up again. You know what I True. mean? True. It, it's a lighter. It is a lighter fun. schedule. Apart from the G1, which still but, isn't actually like as bad as yeah. a house show schedule. It's but just, it's just Brian. Brian isn't the kind to take it easy, despite his past health things. And I just feel like he would do something really. Over the top, like, I'm not necessarily over the top, but he would just do one of their like horrific bumps and it, and then all of a sudden he's just on the shelf again. I think, word. I think <laughs> him, much like when Naito and Ibushi wrestle, um, I think him and Ibushi would be really, really, really painful to watch. I remember, yeah. I haven't, I don't wince much when I watch wrestling because a lot of the moves I've taken and you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, it hurts, but whatever. However, um, a bunch of the times I've watched Ibushi and Naito wrestle, I have just cringed and winced and just like, it's just a bit much and I don't want them to die because I like yeah. them and I don't want that to happen to Brian. <laughs> well, they did that horrible, was it them who did the horrible outside spot at this year's Wrestle Kingdom? They've done a couple yeah, of that. I know, I know. I'm, sure, I'm sure when I watched Wrestle Kingdom this year, they we brought up in the pod, they did this horrible looking bump to the outside and i was just like all right steady on lads this, 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 yeah calm down. yeah <laughs> um do you think new japan and aw will ever come to a deal and have the g1 be new japan versus aw mm. not like have not not have an aw bracket and then a new japan bracket just have some have talent completely mixed like eight from aw eight from new japan I don't in. I don't think they'd do that. I think I think they're more likely to want to do crossovers with their New Japan strong American brand. Like with mm. because the only the only title on there is the um is the United States title, right? The US heavyweight. We're, we're this close to getting the never open weight with Jay White, who might be facing Kenny at some point, uh, who sh I think should be soon on impact. Um, I don't think they'd ever do a 50-50 split. I think they'd definitely do like a talent share, like three of them or something. I don't know. I could see them doing what they did with WCW in the early 90s, maybe having one pay-per-view where it is meant to be New Japan versus AEW, but then it's going to depend on their relationship and, you know, again, how the booking would go because... I think if they're going to do that, it needs to be not competition yes it's aw versus new japan but it's yeah. like where like we're the two best wrestling companies in the world and it's, it's all about like just the respect between the companies and the wrestlers rather yeah. than we're better than you we're better than you and then i think if they book it like that they can actually they would be able to get away with having 10 matches five for japan five for AEW. i think AEW would actually say no as well mm. solely because of the um the strain it would take not only for travel but for because it, in the g1 you you wrestle on the days that you don't have a match really you do like a tag match 
to set up your match, right? Um, like even when um, Moxley went over, he just grabbed he just grabbed one of the the young lions who happened to be Red Shoes' son, uh, called Shota Umino, who and he just called him Hey Shooter, uh, and it was great. Genuinely, I loved it. Um, but that kind of thing is just like yeah, that's two months of like eight people you're not getting back. Um, which if any wrestling company is equipped to do that, it's AEW and just push other people and work on other things. But I think that if they do it, it's going to have to be planned for a very long time. It wouldn't be this year. I think it's, I think it's more likely, like you say, there'll be a crossover just like a G1 Supercard had before where it was basically, it was basically AEW against new Japan, you know, um, and the G and looking back at the G1 Supercard, that was a fucking great show. But if we're gonna if, we, if we're gonna have a New Japan AEW show, you talk about fatigue and whatever. Because you, you, if the American company people who work for AEW are going to Japan, they're going to be knackered. Japan going to America is going to be knackered. You do it somewhere neutral. You do it somewhere where it's not as bad of a time difference for both people. You do it in the UK. <laughs> you do it. You do it. At, you do it at St. James's Park. Sweet, I, I can literally just walk to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I can stop at yours. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you're all welcome. We'll all just stay here. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do coverage. We'll get press passes. We'll go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that we could probably blag as much as we can to try, uh, try and get press passes. Um, but, like, if AEW are coming, we're definitely getting tickets. Same, same again. If New Japan do another Royal Quest over here, I would definitely go to that again. That was one of the best shows I've ever been to. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, um, we'll carry on with the New Japan and G1 stuff when we get to those episodes. But for now, so we'll, yes. I guess we'll just start with CM Punk. Um, maybe, okay, who, we'll start with who, who what, what like matches and rivalries are you looking forward to? Um, I put out the, the comment on uh, our story on Instagram, and a lot of people were saying MGF is the big one, which I've already brought up. Mm-hmm. So I think it goes without saying, like, that would not only just be great in in work, but the the war of words building up to whatever they're doing would just be fantastic. Um, like, like we kind of talked about before, like how do you think they could really go around structuring that? Because like I think I think the big thing would be MGF would use the last seven years in his promos to like build up the rivalry with Punk because it's right there. That's the kind of guy he is. Yeah, um, I mean, I mentioned how worried I am about that kind of story. Um, I think them being as good as they are two of the best talkers ever and it's mad that you can say that about mjf for as young as he is that you can just say like yeah this guy will go down as one of the best talkers ever uh i don't remember a time that he flubbed really no really unless unless it was i mean certainly not in AEW. i've not seen a lot of his stuff beforehand but even in things like mlw he was on point so yeah i think what you'd probably do is much like the the great labors of Jericho stuff is you just I mean how many how many great things has MJF done right he did his like campaign address against Moxley right um which was you know at the time topical because of the presidential elections but it didn't while it obviously was politically swayed it wasn't exactly like he didn't you know do a we the people type thing he didn't do anything like that it was just kind of it was just him at a podium that kind of seemed presidential um i think he'd probably harp on about the best of the world gimmick yeah maybe 
maybe quite literally just like take issue with that because um because he's better than you and you know it and you know you can't be better you have to be you can't be better than the best that's that's the tagline right you can't be better than the best is is what punk would say right um that's it that's how you start that feud simple as and then you just have them do vile things to to each other uh i don't know what would cm punk do for an ice cream bar yeah Instead of instead of like Jericho with the champagne gun, Punk's just got like one of those like t-shirt bazookas full of ice cream bars. <laughs> I don't really know. I f- it feels like with a lot of MJF stuff, there's been some kind of gimmick match that hasn't taken too much of the focal point. Like it, there we've had the five labors of Jericho, which were really just you know interesting, fun matches with little gimmicks on them, but the story. The story shone through every time. It was always just MJF being a prick. And I think no matter what they do, it's just going to come down to MJF being a prick. You know what I would do? My my, The real way I'd book that? I'd wait for Chicago. I'd wait for the next Chicago. Oh, yeah, because the the booze he, MJF, would get would be monumental. Like if you... Chicago's against their boy. it doesn't matter who you've got against Punk in yeah. Chicago. They're yeah. the heel. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what they're you do. The like, baby face on the planet. I mean, he's they're he's obviously going to be the Chicago. heel wherever he goes, but that's nuclear, right? Yeah. If he just like just fucks people off, being himself there, I, that's what I'd do. Just I'd wait for Chicago. That's when I'd wait for the build. Just have him rip on Chicago in the build, and then when he gets there, it'll just be like there will be a riot waiting to go off. Called it the windy city, not the windy city. <laughs> I think I think um for me, one rivalry, well, one feud or one storyline that's right for the picking would be Punk versus Hangman Adam Page. And mm-hmm. this could be an interesting little thing to carry on during well, when Page just comes back before he gets to Omega. I mean, because the big, the big thing with, with the story that they've been telling is obviously everyone always points out Hangman's always got a beer, that he's always drunk, even though he still kind of kills it. Um, depending on how you're going with Punk at the time, I think the story's right there. It's like, well, you know, the no, no wonder you've not been able to beat Omega because you're always drinking, that kind of thing. I think it's kind of right there. And then the two would have a blinding match on top of it. I don't know. They've been they've been careful, I think, in the majority of, of, of Hangman's like drinking arc, where it has been casual. Like he hasn't too often been shown to be, you know, like a, 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 a an evil binge drinker, abusive yeah. type. I think I How, think that um, would be the challenge with it is not to make it seem like he's a complete alcoholic wreck, but I'd I'd just say that that there is the capability there that you've got the straight edge guy against the guy who does like a drink, you know? Yeah, the probably probably the way that I mean the way that wrestling fans might take that, it would take a while, but you'd mm. have to have CM Punk come in as a straight edge heel again. And and just and hangman's whole bit is just like, I just want to have a beer after work. And then CM <laughs> Punk's like, that's why you fucking lose, you bitch. I'm gonna shave your head and uh you're gonna join my cult or something. Hey, well. Doc Gallows is already there. That's already two out of the four members he had for the Straight Edge Society. Mm. I'm, sure we could, I'm sure we could get Joey Mercury in. But he's going to be called Joey Venus. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think if they're going to do Hangman, but bring the the a straight edge versus like a drinker into it, they need to find a clever way to have it as far away from the straight edge society as possible, because that is like for me, it's one of the worst story fuck ups in WWE. It was amazing till they realised it was amazing, and then they just they just sent it to shit. Yeah. That was like that was like a classic example of Vince being like, Oh, you're getting over, are you? Well, have yeah. some of this. Because was, wasn't no the straight edge society wasn't the straight edge society when Punk just went away and like over a weekend wrote like eight weeks of TV for himself mm-hmm. and just put it on Vince's desk and went, That's what I'm doing. Yeah, pretty much. And, Vince and then after that, him. like yeah, and because I'm pretty sure that was the same thing, like when the Vince pulled him into the office and said, "Oh, I've got a challenge for you. I'm going to turn you heel." He said, "What's the challenge?" They want to turn you heel. What's the challenge, Vince? <laughs> and that and that's when he went away and wrote the Straight Edge Society. But I think because of that, like me, it's just keep it. I'm Straight Edge. You're not. It's not like it doesn't get culty. It doesn't get. Yeah, doesn't yeah. bring anyone else in, even if it gets to the point where. See, I think with Punk, like it, it can't be face versus heel. It's got to be Punk versus wrestler because Punk blurs the line too much. Like he's he's not a face. He's not a heel. He's not a tweener. He's not. He's he's just he's Punk. So if you have it just Punk versus wrestler, you can have it like whether regardless of their face or heel, you can have it like if at the end of this, like Punk wins, Punk loses. If you go out to a bar and Punk has a a non-alcoholic beer with. Uh, I think he. I think he'll have a Pepsi. I'm afraid, but he would have a Pepsi. But you know what I mean. He'll have like he'll <laughs> sit down and have a drink. Like they, they can bring up, the, make it like boxing or MMA, where they will go at each other on the mic, insult each other. But at the end of the day, they'll shake hands at the end. Yeah, I think that's what they need to do with Punk because, regardless of what he, he's, I think at this point he's going to be an Undertaker figure. No matter how hard they try to make the Undertaker heal, he's a face. It'll be the same with Punk. He could drop kick a baby into a vat of acid and then take a shit in it. I don't think so. He's still gonna I, be a face. I, 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 for now, while he's hot, right, and just come back, sure. But I, I think Punk is is far more equipped to do whatever he wants with his character and could definitely turn himself heel. Um, and he could do it against Hangman Adam Page, to be honest. Like he could do it against, he could even do it against Darby on Sunday. But he won't, and they better not. But he very much could. I think one of the most interesting things, booking wise, and we st- we've spoken about this for a while. We we spoke about this a lot, um, especially whenever I bring up New Japan. Um, sometimes even when we bring up NXT, stables are really fucking important in wrestling. They have. Uh, AEW have kind of built themselves in that same New Japan style of just trying to make these stables and build stars inside it and just seeing like what rises to the top. Because no matter what, you can kind of like, you can protect characters in stables, right? You, yeah. you can tell stories, protect characters, give people um, friends and, and, and tag matches time off from work right because in a tag match you're less likely to get injured than in a singles every week but cm punk as part of a stable obviously he'll be the leader of said stable because he's cm punk so how does that work in aew my uh, like i mentioned earlier 
should CM Punk get attacked against Darby Allen or post-match against someone like uh, Adam Cole, um, then him and Darby makes just, it just, that seems to fit to me. Just yeah. kind of the, it, it, it's, it's CM Punk with stereotypical kid that watched CM Punk. Like, you know, it's like, I, 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 oh. I skateboarded and I like wore a black hoodie when Darby's I like CM Punk. Dads. Yeah. Uh, see, uh, that's the stable. Yeah. Uh, two yeah. and a half men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. stable is two, is two and a half men. Or, 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 or my my emo son. Uh, that's that's what it'll be. Two two gay dads and their emo son, the stable. I'm so down for that. How would you guys be? be how would you guys feel about if that's how they introduced Daniel Bryan? So during his match with Derby, like say the elite don't like how much folks is being on punk that they attack and then on dynamite and brian saves no, th- no then, on, then on dynamite he says right you just want to play this game well let's let's play this game i've got my own partner and that's when that's how they introduced brian he's like you say you're the best i've got the best i mean it's not a bad debut there could be worse but or if, or if the know. books attack him and like they set up a tag match they don't know who his partner's going to be a mystery partner is always nice, because my, especially uh, with a mystery internet, partner. With the... My internet went weird. What were you, what were you saying there? <laughs> oh, so if if uh, they use Punk versus Derby to introduce Brian, like so, say the Bucks and Kenny or whoever attack Punk during the match because they don't like how much attention he's getting. It's like jealousy, sour grapes, and so the next night on Dynamite, they say, right, if you're gonna. You say you're the best. I've brought the best. Or if it's they set up a, a tag match for the next pay per view, mystery partner, especially with a mystery partner, because like they, then it could be like that's how you could bring in Adam Cole, that's how you could bring in Bray Wyatt, that's how you can bring in Daniel Bryan, or someone like who isn't even rumored to be debuting. I think Greg's died. Oh, he's yeah, eyes closed. The dead man, he's back. The dead man is back. The dead man lives. Um, well, while he, while he, and see if I can sort this out. no worries, we'll just, we'll just continue chatting. Um, I don't know, I don't know. I think Daniel Bryan name wise might be too big for that. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, because they like, obviously, their the whole thing is they're the elite, they're the best, sure. But if you had a team of the best in the world and the goat. I, it, it, a... I don't know. It it almost reminds me too much of like um, building a team against the Nexus type thing. Um, I could see it. I, I I wouldn't. I would not. I would not um, shake a stick at it at all. If I saw uh, Punk Brian and the Bucks in the ring, I'd be fine with it. Hundred percent. I think more stable wise, if he's going to make it, I see Punk aligning himself with someone like Darby, maybe even Moxley and Kingston. Um, I, I really see him working with Kingston. I really see him doing some work with Kingston, even if it's just a great match or a little program. Um, I think that would be great. You just give him with some some real good talkers. Um, but then I also see them making a little 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 stably stable. I could go. I'd definitely go along with that. Um, I, I think I'd be really excited to see what you could do with uh, John Moxley because what he did say in that uh, press fitting. I was on that. Anyway, he said like he's never faced a John Moxley before, and that's true. He's only ever faced Dean Ambrose. So 
I'd be interested to see what the two of them could do. And plus, again, it's another instance of epic promo battles because Moxley's doing tremendous at the moment. So back on back on what Jay said, um, it should you know the Bucks come out and be like, uh, you, you and a tag team partner or whatever you're choosing. I don't think Daniel Bryan is the best choice. Uh, he's a bigger name than who I'm mm-hmm. going to say, but I think the best choice and a, and a, and a, to any you know mark in the know. Um, the best choice for him to bring out is uh, Chris Hero. Yes, uh, if they could get Chris Hero in, that would be perfect because that would him be and right. him and Chris Hero just makes sense. I mean, like Chris yeah. Hero was his pick for the Shield, right? Yeah. Um, it just it just makes sense. Plus, it's Chris fucking Hero. Yeah, I think I think I think Chris Hero is my yeah. would might be my pick if he had to have a have a partner. Um, you know, wrestling genius. Um, yeah. That's my pick. I can't think of anyone I think thematically better unless they've made peace. Because this is another problem with Punk there. I hope he it isn't a problem. a lot of people, but he did say apparently, well, someone did ask him this in the press thing and he, he seemed to indicate it's not going to be. That maybe he's, maybe not made, mended bridges, but he's at least spoken to them. You'd think. I mean, I assume we're, talk- we're both talking about Colt Cabana specifically. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a couple other people here and there. Um, if they make a storyline out of it, sure. As long as Colt Cabana gets some gets some rubs in, that would be cool. Um, if that's his if that's his tag team partner, I think I'd be cool with it. it it's you know Cowboys riding again, friends back again. But uh, my pick is probably Chris Hero. He's been a big one of mine for AEW since he left uh, NXT because Chris Hero is just I, I love him, and I think given their history again, that's like a perfect guy to add even to. Them being a tag team or just whatever stable he does create. How would you like speaking of Chris Hero and Colt Cabana, like Punk forming some version of the Shield? Because the Shield was his idea, and he wanted Chris Hero in the Shield, not like a Shield ripoff. But if Punk sat down and thought, right, how can I introduce like a new trio? So maybe you like have, so you could have Chris Hero, Colt Cabana, and then you could either have Punk as the leader, or you could introduce someone else or like a new like powerhouse trio that just takes aw by storm and just decimates everyone yeah i i think that even though you know a trio is just a trio um and everything i think people would draw ridiculous conclusions at it being just a shield ripoff even though it's like you know he was the brainchild originally um because there's gonna be five members five members that's completely different you know, that's completely different. Doesn't even matter who the other two are. Just push the first three, but say that there are two more. Um, if we were to give him a stable of people, Chris Hero, um, Eddie Kingston, Darby Allen. Do I want to give him Colt Cabana? Or I'd like him in the Dark Order, to be honest. I mean, I, I feel like that could be an interesting way of having the two stables feud. A bit of defection sure. always works pretty well. And again, because then because then you, you've, you've basically got Punk, Hero, and Colt all in the same group, and they were essentially like besties coming up through the in, through the indies during Ring of Honor and all that kind of thing. I mean, if you want to go all, all out for it, why don't you just do like the guy, the, essentially the indie darlings, they will have it be Punk, Brian, Hero, and Cabana, the, the, the four figureheads of Ring of Honor at one point. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, I maybe. Could, I could uh, might have sold me on it there. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then Tyler a... Black uh, jump ship, sure. Because that could be a 
that could be a good way to like sort of make a deal with Ring of Honor. I know Ring of Honor isn't as like isn't as big as it once was, but Ring of Honor still have some some amazing talent and. I hope they do just so we can get Danhausen on Dynamite. I want Warhorse uh, more. I want more Warhorse. I want more Danhausen. Um, I want him to. I want him to have a match with. I, I think I most want him to just just come and do his shtick and see how well it lands because I think it would really work because it's just ridiculous. He's just uh, the Conan O'Brien of wrestling, yeah. and it works. It's Conan O'Brien's favorite wrestler, don't you know? Yeah, have you also listened to that Conan O'Brien podcast? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So who else can you say Punk feuding with? Well, we've I think we've done kind of what the main point. Well, what about Brian? So who would you like to see Brian wrestle? So I, I'm sorry, I've just got one more thing to make about yeah, yeah. Punk. Like, what, one it. more, one more pitch. Mm-hmm. Go for it. He doesn't want to just go up against anyone. He like obviously people want him to have that match with Kenny. Mm-hmm. That's why he's like the. The goal, like everyone's goal, is to have that match with Kenny. But he doesn't want to be handed it. Like his moniker is the best in the world. He wants to prove it. He literally goes from the worst ranked person in AEW, and he goes step by step, having the matches, building his ranking, building his status, building his momentum to have that match with Kenny. Probably at next year's probably a pay per view next year. But like, I think it would be, I think. That'd be a good story to tell because he's like, I've, and he'll he'll be humble about it. He'll be like, I've been away for a long time. I know I think I can still do this, but I also want to prove it to myself that I can still do this. And he what's goes through the ranks. What's the schedule? Is it all out Revolution at the end of the year? No, all out full gear, and then it's Revolution at the start. The full the full gear then Revolution. Yes, yeah. All out full gear Revolution. What's the fourth? Double or nothing. Double or nothing. So if we try and do for, why don't we try and do it for a year from now then? Like for all out next year. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, It depends how how hot they want to strike on a on a if they're gonna do a title run. Um I still think that the title isn't isn't leaving hands until like we see someone like Kota Ibushi come along. Um No, I don't I I don't think like I think Kenny should have just a long run with the title. That's why I don't want him to lose it straight away, and I think that'll be an even bigger build because you can even get like you obviously get Kenny involved. Like he's starts being a bit like uh, Punk's actually hasn't lost a step. He's a uh, he could be a threat, and not not getting paranoid, but being like cautious about having a match with Punk. Like in the towards the end of the this year long story, like you see him backstage, he's watching old punk matches obviously not from WWE because they'll never get the rights but from Ring of Honor or even match, other matches he's had in AEW like he's there he's like watching it and then like acting all embarrassed when he gets caught watching them or they can do a bit where it's just like um, uh, and and now I'm going to watch this match from 2011 and it's just like footage not found Um <laughs> Just like it just, just happens to be like they go they go to a um, um, a video rental store and there's just a big like uh, empty section where there's just nothing there um, from that time period where he left wrestling. And then just says, oh, like, "Okay, I'm gonna go buy a pair of Nikes." But I think that could be a good story of Punk being humble about who he is, who like, like wanting to re re earn the moniker of being the best in the world. 
I think I think you're right. I think that could that could be right for the for the picking. I mean, so so I guess going to transition between the two. Do you think we'll see Punk and or Brian having a run with the AEW title? Yeah, I think eventually Punk rather than Brian. Well, because Brian said he's only got a couple of years left in him, hmm. and I know there's only been three champions at this point, but all the all the title reigns have been fairly long. Yeah, I think. I think it looks like Omega's going to be on his way to being the longest, but yeah, both Jericho and Moxley had a decent little run with the belt. So the, 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 I think that's kind of what AEW's about. They're about having people have long runs. It's not about like just hot shotting the belt around. They kind of do make it feel like it's a worthy prize. Shut um, up, Flair. <laughs> what? I mean, I, I could maybe see definitely Punk having a run of it because it seems like he's going to be I mean, like I say, maybe he's going to be there a bit longer. Maybe Brian mm-hmm. could have a good run with the TNT. Maybe he could be the one to take it from Miro. Sam Punk and Stephen Amell. <laughs> from the they show Heels. so happy. Um, we'll do a review of Heels, by the way. We'll do a watch through. Um, just to throw that out. Because this, that's also something I wanted to bring up as well. Is um, He does have eyes for TV and movies still. Um, and I, I do genuinely think he's actually quite a good talent. Um, what was he in? The Woman on the Third Floor or something? Yeah, horror uh, film? I still Girl need on to the see that. Girl on the Third Floor. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, I think, honestly, part of the reason, part of the reason, you know, people in the dub get some connections is because there are some connections in the WWE. And, you know, when this man has had to go through, you know, a fuck ton of a lot, a lot of people think he's, he's just been off, right? Like he's just left wrestling. And that was it. Yeah. The, the legal battles ended like six months ago. That's when it ended. He's had six months really to finally like calm and fall back into it. And it's probably been a difficult time to also be acting and to try and figure all, you know, figure out all life stuff and whatnot. So he might find more of a love for acting might go back to the ufc i don't think so um but he he's he's got a gig pretty much wherever he wants it hell he could go back to fucking what was that shitty show on fs1 raw <laughs> yeah, uh, the the shittier no the better one the one where they talked about raw Backst- but not raw talk or, or talking snack backstage yeah <laughs> Um, interesting thing because a lot of people post about it. Could could you see um, his wife following him to AEW? Do you think AJ Lee could get the itch to go back in the ring? I think if if, a, if AJ's got the same thing as Punk, where she wants to face all these like younger talent that she hasn't faced before, I think she'd rather go back to WWE. Like AJ and Charlotte, AJ Sasha, AJ Becky, Bailey, Bianca Belair, Nikki Cross. Like I, th- I just think I still think like even though. WWE is so bad at the moment. Their women's division is still the best. I think the blood's too bad for anything like that. Yeah. I don't I don't see that happening. Um I don't know. She's still friend like she's still like friends with a lot of them. Yeah, with the wrestlers, sure. That's not the issue. Yeah, absolutely. It's just um, what, what but I, I, I think I think if they get a chance to get AJ back, she could have their pants down for a contract. Yeah, but the second she's under one, it would be like right. Like, like, like. Yeah. Okay, 
CM Punk no, I mean, has, how many say, years, when, how when many years say, of bad blood has CM Punk had with um, WWE, right? All Rusev did was cut his fucking hair and they made him a cuck live on TV. Yeah. I don't I don't see it I don't see it going too well um unfortunately. And I think I think maybe there are right now more poten- more potential wrestlers in WWE. They have they should have a strong women's division, but there's only like six women wrestlers on SmackDown for example. Um but I I think with people like Ruby Soho uh going to AEW, you've got Britt, um Nyla, Shida, Riho, uh all of these talents over there, I think I honestly think it's still a better place. I think it would still be better for her. <laughs> so sorry, I've I've just looked Garrett, I've just looked at you just looked at your box and it looks like Stephen Amell and TM Punk are really happy to meet you and you're just indifferent. <laughs> Fans, am I right? <laughs> that's, that's what it looks like. It looks like they they look like you're the superstar and you just like it's like it's like they've come up to me and asked me to do asked me to do this and I'm like yeah, I wasn't right. even in I wasn't even in the click. <laughs> Did I tell you about the time I met Marty Skull? I know this story. I, I have not heard this story. Well, we were at the Coronet Theatre, which is now closed down. We're there for Ultimo Battle, which is a Lucha Forever show. Very good show. We go in, it's like one of my first shows, especially one where um because I've been to some WWE shows. And at WWE shows, The Undertaker isn't there selling his merch. So there are a bunch of tables there. Me and Scott have like really good front row getting early tickets. And we get there and there's just a guy at the table. And I'm like, oh, Marty Skrull merch. I, I like Marty Skrull at the time. Um, things have happened. Uh, I like Marty Skrull at the time. I picked up a shirt and uh, I looked up and it's just him. And I was like, oh, hello. Uh, and we had a nice back and forth. And we were just like, didn't want it would we we play things cool i don't ever i don't i don't ask people for a photograph i don't really get um uh star shocked what's the word starstruck starstruck um but then he's like oh you want do you want a photo i was like oh, yeah yeah sure and then i do this and then he goes he goes like yeah i can't do that and i'm like why and he was like no loud and this is around the time <laughs> that that's all he said to me and then he never he just didn't he just didn't like he ignored me past that uh, and I, I, I still have a photo of me doing this like a fucking mark, <laughs> like a fucking mark. Because I felt was... like you can see it in my body language as well. He'd like just said it. And I was like, what is what is with us going to shows and just completely embarrassing ourselves in front of the rest? God, we re- will. <laughs> we could do a whole we could do a whole anthology of just us fucking up. I mean, you haven't. Me, me and Garrett have. It's kind we'll of bring you thing. to one and you will. Just like by essence of us being with you, you will make an ass out of yourself in front of someone. It will be the night that Triple H comes out on progress and you'll just, uh, I don't know, like fucking, I I can't even, I can't even think of what we do wrong, but we do it wrong. I'll describe it like this. Me and Garrett are the living embodiment of the bit on Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Jay keeps pantsing the Brooklyn Knicks. That's what we are at wrestling shows. We just keep meeting these people we adore and just embarrassing ourselves in some kind of fashion. The closest I've got to embarrassing myself was um, when I wanted a Jordan Devlin t-shirt. I was like, I don't know how I go about. That was at Newcastle, Progress Newcastle. Oh, so you had the exact same thing that we had then. Where no. I asked, where I went up and I asked no, Jordan no. Devlin if I could buy a Haskins T-shirt, and he was like, "No, that's Haskins." And then he just like turned away. 
No, um, like, I was talking to Jordan Devlin. I wanted a Jordan uh -huh. Devlin t-shirt, but I didn't know like what the protocol was. I didn't know whether yeah. they like, had a bit of banter first. I just went, can I have that one? <laughs> yeah, I hate, I hate that yeah. because it's just like, I want to, I would love, I don't want to waste their time, right? Yeah. Because it's just like, there's a show that you're about to do and I haven't exactly paid for a meet and greet. I'm just kind of like, I'd like to buy a shirt from you and support you. But I don't want to seem like a prick. So I don't want to just be like, that one. Yeah. Thanks. Like, uh, I just want to be like, but then, but are, then after that. Sorry, some of them are approachable like yeah. that, but yeah. then other ones just really aren't. Like at that same show, I had some good banter with Paul Robinson and told him yeah. about how he slapped me in the face. That was fun. David Starr, we had a nice build back and forth. Again, things have happened since. That that same Lucha Forever show was the show where um, me and Scott were front row. Moose was wrestling someone, and he threw a guy into the into our guardrail, like hit, and the guardrail like banged into us. Um, and I'm like I'm like holding um, I'm holding my drink, and then Moose goes, "Hey, give me your beer." And I'm like I'm like, "Yeah, okay, here you go, Moose." Um, and I was about to go like, "No, it's cider," and he drinks it. All right. And I swear to God, he's just like, <laughs> and he just, he, I, I can't remember exactly what he does. I think he just throws it at the other guy and just, just, I remember just like, oh no, I've upset Moose. I've upset <laughs> Moose. After I had my little four par with Jordan Devlin, if it was a four par, um, after, after his match, he was there. So I think his match was second to last, maybe like just before that. No, his was, um, his was before the break. Oh yeah, him, but uh, it was him and uh, Elia. Elia, yeah. Uh, but he was—he came back to his merch table, but he wasn't looking at his merch table. He was watching whatever match was going on at the time, and I just—I was stood at the barrier and next to him. I didn't realize. I looked over. And I was like, I'm "Jordan Devlin." <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> so I was like, so I started having a bit of banter with him, like saying like how much like I loved his match, and I didn't mention that he would, that he reminded me of Mini Finn because I thought I'd get killed. <laughs> Yeah, he, 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 we wouldn't have been happy about that. I mean, I, I mean, the, so. the only four part of that show for both of us, but it wasn't really four part. We were just annoyed. Was how uh, what's her name was charging five quid for a selfie. Oh yeah, that was a bit shit. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't remember her name. She was having a match with Ben. You know what? You don't remember her name. Doesn't deserve any any kind of um, yeah. It's you know. So doesn't every, deserve anything. Every other wrestler was like, "Yeah, fine, no problem. Take a picture." And she was like, "Oh yeah, five quid." I'm just like. We'll leave it. <laughs> so, like, the, the women's match was one actually one of the better matches on that card. It was uh, Candy Floss against, I can't remember who else, who, the, who her opponent was. Holly Dead or something like that. Maybe something like that. Holly Dead rings a bell. I but, think uh, it might be Holly Dead. So I was, yeah. was going to go and ask them, like, for a picture, like, of both of them at the same time. And then, but someone else had gone and asked her for a picture before. And said, oh, yeah, five pound. And I was like, I'm not paying a five, though. So I, yeah. I went and asked Candy Floss for a photo, and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, have a photo. Yeah, it was Holly Dead. I'm just pulling a picture up now. I think it's, I think that's because, like, maybe they do just charge four photos in America. I I mean, I don't know. It, it just seems a bit, um, bit... That just seems proper rude, especially when it's, like, on your phone and your camera, unless, unless they had a yeah. professional setup. Yeah. Yeah, that was her. Oh, yeah. yeah, Holly Dead. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's who it was. Uh, we're getting know. very sidetracked here. I was gonna say, um, we'll, we'll bring it right How would we? Him. How would we book our fan interaction with CM Punk at his merch table? Well, he would say, "Hold on, I need a tag team partner, and you look like just the guy." 
and then he'd drag me on and then I, my music would come out and everyone would cheer and um what were we talking about all <laughs> oh, right how we would how we would book how we would book. Right. we're on daniel Bryan. Brian. Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson. Let's, fly, let's fly through. Let's fly through a couple. Uh, well, obviously, Kenny Omega again. Like how we've already mentioned for Punk, I think that kind of yeah. goes without saying. Um, because they, they, if you can look back, they had a they have wrestled before. They had a really fun, uh, like probably like a bit like a comedy match. I think some indie promotion before Brian took off at WWE. So again, it's one of those situations where he's fought that Kenny Omega. He hasn't fought the cleaner. There's plenty there for it. That uh, what's his name? Is Daniel Garcia? He's been on Dynamite a lot recently. Yeah, he had the main event match on Rampage with Moxley. Sure. And that could be a good one right there. Like, again, I'm going to say MJF. MJF for everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, he is great. Uh, I think Brian I could do some great work with Orange Cassidy. I think Brian can do some really good work. Um, so with... I didn't bring this up. I think Orange Cassidy would be brilliant for CM Punk because imagine Punk just cutting into a massive promo and Cassidy he's just... Doesn't say a word. Just, just does, does a little thumb up. Yeah, but I don't. See, I think Orange Cassidy, if he's going to do a promo against Punk and stay in character, like it's got, he's got to have the microphone. Punk's just laid into him for like a couple of minutes, and Orange Cassidy just goes. Yeah, exactly. Just, just doesn't say anything. It's just nods and just nods. Yeah. Just, just, just like, just like get gets the mic. And then just like puts it down. Yeah. Exactly. Rolls out, done. Perfect. Easy as. Sure. Why not? Um I'd, I'd actually love to see Punk in that kind of match with Orange Cassidy. Like how Punk would put together a comedy match. Having, yeah, putting together because Punk, I've never really, I don't think I've seen Punk do a comedy match. Well, you, you I, I we've seen him do kind of funny stuff. Um he got But not like an all out comedy match. Yeah. You know what? I don't think it would work as an all-out comedy match as well as 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 just Orange Cassidy doing what Orange Cassidy does best, where he, you know, what people don't really understand about the character is he lures you in and rolls you up, right? That's the character, is he gets you cocky, and I think CM Punk can do cocky. I think CM Punk can do, um, you know, letting your guard down, and that's how it could be a really good match, and then yeah, technical wise, just Orange Cassie just throwing these um, roll ups out of nowhere, turning the 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 GTS into a crucifix bomb, um, all of this kind of thing could yeah. could make an easily good match. Where I don't think I don't think you play it like a comedy match. It's not like Toriano coming out um, or or Michael Nakazawa. I I th- yeah I don't know. I think it would work. I think Brian D- Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson. Doing a full comedy match would be more interesting than CM Punk doing yeah. a full comedy match. I Again, think Brian Danielson could definitely do a, a better one. Yeah, well, I think I think well, like I was saying, Punk is good at being funny, but I think Brian is more better at that because like when you look at the stuff like Team Hell No, he really can go into comedy. And again, on his indie run before WWE, he used to do quite a lot of it as well. So I think yeah. I think you're right. I think Cassidy would be a much better fit because it's right there. Like like essentially, it doesn't actually be a comedy match. It could be a bit like. Um, the anti-fun police versus team tremendous match that we like the tag team match starts sure. off with, with comedy shenanigans but then by the second half it's just pure wrestling exactly yeah, yeah i think obviously cm punk could do a comedy match i just don't think it fits for the character as well no um no. so yeah 
Um, anyone else? Uh, someone, like to see Danielson uh, one, fight? One for both of them. Punk mm. and Brian. Pack. Ah, yeah. So pack pack so, now that he's the ba- now that he's the bastard. Like, get that match booked. War Jordy sure. Pack. War Jordy Pack. War Jordy Nev. Um, I tried yeah, to explain definitely. Pack to Hats the other day, and she was just like, "I don't care." <laughs> I mean, I, I would like no, to see not, and Andrade. Not pack the not pack the wrestler. Just why? Like, we say War Jordy Pack. War Jordy Pack. She's like, I don't care. <laughs> it's horrible I, I being would... in a relationship with someone who does not like wrestling. Have you got? Have you sat her down and watched the pay per view yet? Oh yeah, I'm sure she will. She will. She will refuse. Just say you're going to watch uh, Love Actually, and then turn on all so, out. No, about three months ago, like I said to her, like if you try and get into wrestling. Like, even not a oh, full pay-per-view, I'll just show you some matches or some, like, or a story that's going on. Because WWE have the have the uh, the feud feud series, don't they? If I remember sure. right, they'll have it. So, so it's like yeah. the history of a feud between two people. Yeah. I'll try and get into something you like. And somehow we've got it to be in, like, I'll choose a TV series, we'll watch a season of that, and she'll choose a TV series and we'll watch a season of that. <laughs> so my oh. choice, my, like my choice, I tried to choose something that I hadn't seen before that I wanted to see. So I chose Bates Motel. Sure. Obviously the, the sequel, to, uh, the prequel to Psycho. And then she's chose Pretty Little Liars. So that's what we're currently watching. Pretty Little Liars. And I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you could try an entire season of Raw. They last quite a while, I'm told. Um, what, when does this one season of Raw end? <laughs> when did sell? Wasn't that whole thing like a year ago? They were like, "We're on season two of Raw." Uh, I swear, I swear, at one point, like Stephanie or someone legitimately said, "Like we are now on season two. Or don't every don't every year they have like a Raw special and say, "Oh, it's the season premiere of Raw." Yeah. Well, it's like when they said the 25th anniversary and it was not the 25th anniversary because they, they called it like Raw 25, right? And it was technically not the 25th anniversary. It was the 24th anniversary, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was that's not how anniversaries work. WrestleMania, the 25th, well, it was WrestleMania 25, but they booked it as the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania. That's not how that works. No, not how not. that works. <laughs> the first time you do something is not the anniversary of it happening. Good. Glad we could clear that up. Uh, the same same reason your uh, your child doesn't come out uh, born one year old unless you're in Asia unless you're in Korea is that a thing yeah in in Korea I think both North and South they start like the day you're born is one and then everyone gets a year older on New Year's Day I do know that yeah I do know that so you could be you could literally be born on the 31st of December and you're two years old and then the next day you're two um, I mean, I mean that's a good place to leave it if you want, lads. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, I, I was mean... going to go into like how do they do their school systems, but I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. 
All right, then. Well, if you want to come join us again for uh, non-wrestling talk on this wrestling podcast, follow us at the social media channels. So we're on the Bear Hook Club podcast at Facebook and YouTube, Bear Hook Club Pod on Instagram, and Bear Hook Club on Twitter. And you can find us on the website, which is bearhookpod.wixsite.com forward slash bearhookclouds. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing a bit of a deep dive into storylines, in particular looking at the uh, controversial side of them. But uh, until then, take care, everyone. Goodbye.